Chapter Eleven of K. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. K. By Mary Roberts Reinhardt. Chapter Eleven. The hot August days dragged on. Mercilessly sunlight beat in through the slatted shutters of ward windows. At night, from the roof to which the nurses retired after prayers for a breath of air lower surrounding roofs were seen to be covered with sleepers children dozed precariously on the edge of eternity men and women sprawled in the grotesque postures of sleep there was a sort of feverish irritability in the air even the nurses stoically unmindful of bodily discomfort spoke curtly or not at all miss dana in sydney's ward went down with a low fever and for a day or so sydney and miss grange got along as best they could sydney worked like two or more performed marvels of bed-making learned to give alcohol baths for fever with the maximum of result and the minimum of time even made rounds with a member of the staff and came through creditably dr ed wilson had sent a woman patient into the ward and his visits were the breath of life to the girl how are they treating you he asked her one day abruptly very well look at me squarely you're pretty and you're young some of them will try to take it out of you that's human nature has anyone tried it yet sydney looked distressed positively no it's been hot and of course it's troublesome to tell me everything i-i think they're all very kind he reached out a square competent hand and put it over hers we miss you in the street he said it's all sort of dead there since you left joe drummond doesn't moon up and down any more for one thing what was wrong between you and joe sydney i didn't want to marry him that's all that's considerable the boy's taking it hard then seeing her face but you're right of course don't marry anyone unless you can't live without him that's been my motto and here i am still single he went out and down the corridor he had known sydney all his life during the lonely times when max was at college and in europe he had watched her grow from a child to a young girl he did not suspect for a moment that in that secret heart of hers he sat newly enthroned in a glow of white light as max's brother that the mere thought that he lived in max's house it was of course max's house to her sat at max's breakfast table could see him whenever he wished made the touch of his hand on hers a benediction and a caress sydney finished folding linen and went back to the ward it was friday and a visiting day almost every bed had its visitor beside it but sydney running an eye over the ward found the girl of whom she had spoken to Lemoyne quite alone she was propped up in bed reading but at each new step in the corridor hope would spring into her eyes and die again want anything grace me i'm all right if these people would only get out and let me read in peace say sit down and talk to me won't you it beats the mischief the way your friends forget you when you're laid up in a place like this people can't always come at visiting hours besides it's hot a girl i knew was sick here last year and it wasn't too hot for me to trot in twice a week with a bunch of flowers for her do you think she's been here once she hasn't 
then suddenly you know that man i told you about the other day sydney nodded the girl's anxious eyes were on her it was a shock to me that's all i didn't want you to think i'd break my heart over any fellow all i meant was i wished he'd let me know her eyes searched sydney's they looked unnaturally large and sombre in her face her hair had been cut short and her nightgown open at the neck showed her thin throat and prominent clavicles you're from the city aren't you miss page yes you told me the street but i've forgotten it sydney repeated the name of the street and slipped a fresh pillow under the girl's head the evening paper says there's a girl going to be married on your street really oh i think i know a friend of mine is going to be married was the name lawrence the girl's name was lawrence i-i don't remember the man's name she is going to marry a mr howe said sydney briskly now how do you feel more comfy fine i suppose you'll be going to that wedding if i ever get time to have a dress made i'll surely go toward six o'clock the next morning the night nurse was making out her reports on one record which said at the top grace irving age nineteen and an address which to the initiated told all her story the night nurse wrote did not sleep at all during night face set and eyes staring but complains of no pain refused milk at eleven and three carlotta harrison back from her vacation reported for duty the next morning and was assigned to e ward which was sydney's she gave sydney a curt little nod and proceeded to change the entire routine with the thoroughness of a central american revolutionary president sydney who had yet to learn that with some people authority can only assert itself by change found herself confused at sea half resentful once she ventured a protest i've been taught to do it that way miss harrison if my method is wrong show me what you want and i'll do my best i am not responsible for what you have been taught and you will not speak back when you are spoken to small as the incident was it marked a change in sydney's position in the ward she got the worst off-duty of the day or none small humiliations were hers late meals disagreeable duties endless and often unnecessary tasks even miss grange now reduced to second place remonstrated with her senior i think a certain amount of severity is good for a probationer she said but you are brutal miss harrison she's stupid she's not at all stupid she's going to be one of the best nurses in the house report me then tell the head i'm abusing dr wilson's pet probationer that i don't always say please when i ask her to change a bed or take a temperature miss grange was not lacking in keenness she did not go to the head which is unethical under any circumstances but gradually there spread through the training school a story that carlotta harrison was jealous of the new page girl dr wilson's protege things were still highly unpleasant in the ward but they grew much better when sydney was off duty she was asked to join a small class that was studying french at night as ignorant of the cause of her popularity as of the reason of her persecution she went steadily on her way and she was gaining every day her mind was forming she was learning to think for herself for the first time she was facing problems and demanding an answer 
why must there be grace irvings in the world why must the healthy babies of the obstetric ward go out to the slums and come back in months or years crippled for the great fight by the handicap of their environment rickety tuberculous twisted why need the huge mills feed the hospitals daily with injured men and there were other things that she thought of every night on her knees in the nurse's parlor at prayers she promised if she were accepted as a nurse to try never to become calloused never to regard her patients as cases never to allow the cleanliness and routine of her ward to delay a cup of water to the thirsty or her arms to a sick child on the whole the world was good she found and of all the good things in it the best was service true there were hot days and restless nights weary feet and now and then a heartache there was miss harrison too but to offset these there was the sound of dr max's step in the corridor and his smiling nod from the door there was a god bless you now and then for the comfort she gave there were wonderful nights on the roof under the stars until kay's little watch warned her to bed while sydney watched the stars from her hospital roof while all around her the slum children on other roofs fought for the very breath of life others who knew and loved her watched the stars too kay was having his own troubles in those days late at night when anna and harriet had retired he sat on the balcony and thought of many things anna page was not well he had noticed that her lips were rather blue and had called in dr ed it was volvular heart disease anna was not to be told or sydney it was harriet's ruling sydney can't help any said harriet and for heaven's sake let her have her chance anna may live for years you know her as well as i do if you tell her anything at all she'll have sydney here waiting on her hand and foot and Lemoyne, fearful of urging too much because his own heart was crying out to have the girl back assented then kay was anxious about joe the boy did not seem to get over the thing the way he should now and then Lemoyne, resuming his old habit of wearying himself into sleep would walk out into the country on one such night he had overtaken joe tramping along with his head down joe had not wanted his company had plainly sulked but Lemoyne had persisted i'll not talk he said but since we're going the same way we might as well walk together but after a time joe had talked after all it was not much at first a feverish complaint about the heat and that if there was trouble in mexico he thought he'd go wait until fall if you're thinking of it kay advised this is tepid compared with what you'll get down there i've got to get away from here kay nodded understandingly since the scene at the white springs hotel both knew that no explanation was necessary it isn't so much that i mind her turning me down joe said after a silence a girl can't marry all the men who want her but i don't like this hospital idea i don't understand it she didn't have to go sometimes he turned bloodshot eyes on Lemoyne. i think she went because she was crazy about somebody there she went because she wanted to be useful she could be useful at home for almost twenty minutes they tramped on without speech they had made a circle and the lights of the city were close again kay stopped and put a kindly hand on joe's shoulder 
a man's got to stand up under a thing like this you know i mean it mustn't be a knockout keeping busy is a darned good method joe shook himself free but without resentment i'll tell you what's eating me up he exploded it's max wilson don't talk to me about her going to the hospital to be useful she's crazy about him and he's as crooked as a dog's hind leg perhaps but it's always up to the girl you know that he felt immeasurably old beside joe's boyish blustering old and rather helpless i'm watching him some of these days i'll get something on him then she'll know what to think of her hero that's not quite square is it he's not square joe had left him then wheeling abruptly off into the shadows k had gone home alone rather uneasy there seemed to be mischief in the very air End of chapter eleven